is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. That's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to the Call Demasi Sport Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head AM fourteen hundred and one hundred four point three FM.
Got to go to break. Remember, this cannot happen with 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region backing me up. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care. And I say this every week. Remember, they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 East Grand Avenue right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.orthocentersav. That's orthocentersav.com. You're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report brought to you by Ophthalmorphedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Stay tuned. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me. And today's show is brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, same great place, just a different name. Used to be the Southeastern Orthopedic Center, located at 210 East Rand Avenue. Now, it's Optimal Orthopedics, and it's... Right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. You know, swimming in this area is uh, really big during the summer. We have the Savannah Swim, Swim League, the Savannah Swim League. There are a number of par- uh, parks and pools that are involved in it. And they end the season with the big city meet. And it's over at the Chatham County Aquatic Center. It's the It was the 47th. City Swimmy to crown the champion, and this year, this year's champion, I mean, came with a big contingent, did a great job, and they won the championship. And that's big congratulations going out to the Barracudas of Wilmington Island Park Pool. And joining us now on ESPN Radio Savannah Hill Head AM fourteen hundred one hundred four point three FM Hotline is the head coach Townley Smith. Good morning, Townley. Morning. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm talking about swimming, and I'm talking to you, and I'm. You can make the time to join us. So, uh, you know, tell, tell us about Townley Smith. I mean, uh, I've had you on before. We talked about the Savannah-Chatham County Public School Swim Team, which you're involved in. Tell us about Townley Smith. Uh, how did you get involved in the Wilmington Island Park Pool uh, Swim Team? Um, I started with the Wilmington Island um, about three years ago. I was there, one of their assistant coaches. Um, I met through just, you know, the swimming community, I guess. Kind of got pulled on there and then stayed with it last year. And then this year they asked me to be the head coach. So I was pretty excited. It's a great group of swimmers and parents that I just, you know, was happy to do so. But they wanted now, have me. You, go ahead, Tamlin. I cut you off. But I was going to say, what, what kind of experience have you had besides coaching the uh, Savannah Channel County Swim Team? Were you a swimmer in college? I mean, wh- why the interest in swimming? Um, well, I swam through high school. I mean, I just grew up by the pool in Cleveland, Ohio, so I just kind of grew up um, swimming all throughout high school. I didn't swim in college, but I just kind of stuck with it. Um, and I swim recreationally, but that's about it. <laughs> but you're still involved in it, and you enjoy doing it. It's one of those sports you can do for the rest of your life. But, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean... Did you, I mean, 106 swimmers on this team. I know you couldn't, they, they all didn't swim in the city. But in Wellington Island Park Pool, 106 swimmers, how do you do this? How do you run a practice? Well, we have um, like two practice sessions a day. Um, we, do, we do morning practices and afternoon practices. And then within those, we kind of split them up into three groups um, based on level. So kind of 
helps with the, um, you know, the capacity of the pool, you know, there's still a lot of swimmers, you know, much more when you come to our practices compared to probably other teams, we have a lot of swimmers in the lanes, but we keep them moving. Um, you know, they enjoy it, you know, probably our practices twice a day. Um, some swimmers come once a day, some swimmers come twice a day. Um, so we're, we make it work. <laughs> but our, I mean, I, you you got to make it work. I, I mean, I'm, I live out there at Wilmington Island Park, and I, I used to belong to the pool when my kids were little. And uh, I mean, it's only got four lanes, right? So, I mean, you got a lot of kids yeah. in the water at the same time. So, what do you consider, you know, having that many kids? What was the strength of the team this year? I mean, you came away with the city championship. Congratulations on that. What were the strengths of the team? We actually had, I mean, we have a couple, you know, we have a lot of very good swimmers. A lot of swimmers who swim year round helps us, but. And that definitely, and I can bring up a couple of their names. Um, they definitely help with our, um, you know, success. But we also have a lot of swimmers who just do summer league, and just with our numbers, and they're kind of they're really committed that they, you know, they come to practices all the time. They're at every meet. That this year, I think, opposed to others, we had a lot that were in the afternoon sessions. We had a you know large group of thirteen, fourteen girls, eleven, twelve girls that kind of helped us. Though most of them didn't really swim year round, they. Helped us get the earned points. Um, so that, that was kind of one strength that I found this year that on top of our, you know, competitive year round swimmers, we had a large group of just consistently um, good swimmers. Well, I mean, you, you know, tell, tell us about these swimmers. I know you had like a, a six year old, a seven year old, 11 year old standout. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, I know yeah. two, we have um, Alyssa Moss, who's six years old. She won the um, six under high points. Um, Gabby Van Brunt, who's seven, and Grace Van Brunt, who's 11, both won their age divisions. Um, and then also Grace um, actually broke a record at the city meet, too, that hadn't been broken since 1994 in the 50-yard backstroke. Wow. Since 1994? That's 20 years ago almost. 19 years ago. Wow. Unbelievable. And then, you, and then, of course, you had some of your older guys step up uh, that, you know, we've heard these names uh, before. Uh, you know, you got to help me out. Uh, Brennan Pastorek? Oh, that's actually Isla Hope. But <laughs> oh, that's Isla Hope. I, I do apologize. I, I read the wrong no, no, one. No, I mean, okay. But in our, um, you know. Ann Bell and Devin Ho Horan? And, um. We have a girl, Devin Horan, was our 15, in our fifteen eighteen category. Right. Um, she was one of a high point winners or in the top. And then you had thirteen year old Ann Bell. She stepped up too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she so. definitely didn't. And she not even really doesn't really swim that much year round. And she, you know, I hope she does soon when she's ready to, because she's going to be a great swimmer. Um, but we had a lot, you know, for our boys. Um, I think Aiden, um, we have a good 11, 12 boys who kind of, we have all year had them swim 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 18 relays just to keep us um, winning. <laughs> any surprises? Any, and you know, any, any kids that would surprise you? Like you said, they're not year round swimmers, they're not competitive. Any really big surprises? I'd say, I mean, just, I guess, you know, I said, we've already mentioned her, but Ann, she's kind of helped out all season. Um, we had a, Ten-year-old, um, you know, Abby Fernandez did, you know, amazing, very well um, in the morning session. So that definitely helped. Um, our morning session, we had fifty-five swimmers, wow. or ten and unders. So it was a busy morning, but they, you know, we pulled ahead like four hundred points ahead of all the other teams in, because of our morning swimmers. 
Um, well, when you have a large contingent like that, you're going to get a lot of points when you got a lot of swimmers going on. And, uh, yeah. and now tell, tell the people, during, during this, the league season, you swim outside, don't you? We do. Um, because of weather, we actually had to swim um, a couple of meets at the aquatic center. Um, we, we did manage two meets at our pool, and then we had another away meet. But um, it's kind of nice at the aquatic center, and they're ready for the um, city meet. So it's a little bit more difficult, I think, swimming outside when you're, like, trying to swim competitively and you're, like, especially backstroke was one of our struggles this year. We were out more outdoors, just counting the flags and everything, just kind of threw, threw a lot of summers off just because of the, um, I think, just simply being outside. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be a big difference between going from outside... Yeah, from being outside going to inside. I mean, it has to make a big difference. And uh, now the, the the city meet. I mean, it's always a packed house. So the atmosphere going from the regular swim meet matches during the week to the city meet. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be exciting for these kids, isn't it? Oh, they love it. I mean, we definitely. I think you know some of them get a little nervous at first, but I guess the league does a great job. Um, they have two beginner meets, like a meet at the beginning of the season and they have like a rising star for like the first time swimmers um that helps them kind of get used to the fact of like a big you know competitive meet i think that's one thing but they like the um you know they stay busy they're all all, we have all our swimmers sit with their age group so they're easily found and not don't get lost (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you got to worry about six is that the youngest the six-year-olds are the six-year-olds we have five-year-olds we have a couple five-year-olds they they stay close uh the older ones that tend to wander. <laughs> <laughs> tend to go and hang out with all their they friends. they find their way. Right, they hang out with the other. Now, you just said it now. You said you keep the groups together. Does the team do anything together after the season or during the season to prepare for the swim meets? Are they, are they a close-knit group or are they come and go as they please? I mean, with 106 swimmers, I don't know. You know, What do you do to uh, you know keep the team together? We know swimming is an individual sport, except when you get to the relays. But how, how do they keep together? I mean, I've been to some of these swim meets, and, and the uh, the cheering the camaraderie is unbelievable so do you guys do anything special during the summer to keep them together any parties any hangouts well we had um you know the day before the city meet we had like a carb night we had like a spaghetti dinner and so all the families came um they kind of they had we had some like they painted their nails a lot of the girls some boys <laughs> painted their nails um like lime green um we had you know dinner for that but in general like the Wilmington Park, um, like I guess the pool community, they, they definitely, you know, I'll come to the pool and there's kids swimming there all day. They kind of just stick around the pool, um, they're definitely in the water a lot. Um, a lot of them like carpool and stuff to practice and travel together. So they are pretty close-knit, I'd say. Um, but definitely, you know, the parents put together like that carb dinner. Um, the parents help set up the bullpen to keep the swimmers. Um, and so that definitely, we couldn't, we couldn't manage all those swimmers without that help. <laughs> I mean, you got to have parental support. I agree with you 100%. If yeah. the parents aren't behind us, I don't know how you do it with that many kids. And uh, All right, we got about uh, a minute to go here. Any, um, let's give out some kudos to the assistant coaches. You can't do all this by yourself. So let's name the assistant no, coaches. No, no. I definitely had three assistant coaches. They were great. Um, two of them, Madeline Richards and Caitlin Love, they just graduated high school. Um, and then the third one, Kelsey Winters, I think just graduated college. And she's been coaching with GCAT. Um, so she definitely was a great addition to the team. Um, but we definitely, you know, all female coaching staff, but we kind of, we all worked well together. 
Hey, Tally, you know what? A coach is a coach, whether you're male or female. You do yeah. a great job with the kids, and you got to keep those kids excited. I mean, 106 kids, to keep them there all summer long, you three or four have done a great job. I'd like to say congratulations. Thank you for coming on, and uh, I guess the future looks bright for the Barracudas with all these young swimmers coming back. Yep. <laughs> All right, Tally. Thank you very much. Enjoy the summer. And once again, congratulations to you and the Wilmington Island Park Pool Barracudas for winning the 47th City Summer Swim Meet. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Tally Smith, uh, I mean, if you get a chance, you got to go over to the Aquatic Center. And I'll, I'll make this quick. I don't want to get on my soapbox. But that Aquatic Center is so unique, and it brings in so many people. Brings in, I mean, there are over 900 people there this weekend from all over the state. How much money does that facility bring in? But once again, people don't look at it that way. They just think it's, uh, you know, uh, something that we put up there, and it, it doesn't make money. It doesn't support the local economy. Well, I'm telling you right now, swimming in the South is big time, and we get a lot of people who use that facility, and a lot of big swim meets coming in there. So uh, once again, I got to give a big shout out to the Chatham County Aquatic Center's uh, uh, group that runs that place because they do a great job. Well, now we're going to go to baseball. We're going to talk to the Georgia Recreation... Association 8 and under champs head coach from the Savannah Thunder, Brian Tootin. So stay tuned. You're listening to Call the Master Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hillhead. AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Let's talk some baseball when we come back. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, and 104.3 FM. Um, well, you know, youth baseball is big here in Savannah, Georgia. Just like the swim is bi- swimming is big here in Savannah, Georgia. Golf is big here in Savannah, Georgia. We just got the great climate to do all these sports year-round. Yes, you can go play golf in January and February. It might be a little chilly, but it never gets behind, below 40 degrees. And uh, where, you, where I come from, I mean, you can't play golf during those months because you got to deal with the snow and uh, below freezing weather. So just so much to talk about, so, much, so many sports that keep on going on uh, all year round here in Savannah, Georgia. And you, you just got to love it. You got to love it. And, uh, you know, I followed the uh, Youth Baseball League this uh, past Spring and Pam missing it. My boys are old enough now. They've gone on to college, and uh, it was a big part of my life coaching youth baseball and uh, coaching high school baseball. So I know what this next guy is feeling because he's a good friend of mine, and he's not on here because he's a good friend of mine because he does a great job. And if you know anything about Brian Tootin, uh, Brian Tootin is the athletic uh, trainer over there at Benedictine Military School. He was my athletic trainer when I was at Groves. He's a Groves graduate, and uh, he just loves high school athletics. And to be an athletic trainer and the hours that you put in, you got to love high school sports sports because you're not home or you're not working a regular job nine to three and uh, nine to five sorry nine to five teachers go eight to three and then if you coach sports you'll at eight o'clock at night but you know he comes in and yeah he's probably there all day because i know he does teach some classes over there but he did a great job with the eight and under savannah thunder baseball team they won the georgia recreation parks association uh 
Eight and under state championship last weekend, right here in Savannah, Georgia. Yes, and then we had the ten and under Savannah Sun Devils. We had the uh, twelve and under B. I think it was the minor division uh, Savannah Dirt Devils. If I got that right, uh, then of course uh, I got to send a big, big shout out to twelve and under in the major division, the Savannah Titans, who came up short in the championship game. Just so many, just just so many great stories about Savannah youth baseball this summer. I mean, and then Richmond Hill having that little league uh, hosting that little league tournament this weekend, the twelve and under little league tournament. Just so much. Going on, and I know I'm going to keep on going on, so I better end it here. But joining me now on the ESPN Radio Savannah Hillhead AM 1400 104.3 FM is the head coach from the eight and under GRPA champions, the Savannah Thunder, Brian Tuton. What's up, Brian? Uh, Coach Tomasi, how you doing, sir? Hey, you know me. I, I got to slow down here. I'm talking sports. I'm getting really excited. You, you know, you used to you used to witness that. Uh, you know, in class, teaching in class, and then getting out there teach uh, coaching on the football field. So I got to slow down here, don't you think? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I get excited <laughs> too. You know, I think I get it from you. <laughs> well, you say you had some great role models over there that you know the teachers and you co- coaching uh, at. Uh, Gross High School. Well, yeah. Let's get let's get into this. Let's tell people about Brian Tootin, Okay, tell us, you know, you, what what you're doing now, uh, where you, where you came from, and uh, how much you enjoy athletics. Well, I grew up out in uh, Pooler um, as a kid. Just lived out my whole life. Uh, moved out here in Savannah uh, once I got married. Uh, like you said, athletic trainer started in '98. Uh, did an internship Broncos. Came back to Savannah. I worked at Apple. County for about three years, came over to Groves where you were. I was at Groves for about three or four years in that there through St. Joe's Candler. Um, and then I've been at BC for the last uh, 10 years. And you wear many hats at BC. You're not just the athletic trainer, you're also involved in the, 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 the school day too, right? Yeah, I go in uh, roughly around 9 30, 10 o'clock, and I'm there all day. So I take care of the athletes and the students and, you know, any health needs, any of that. So. All right, well, let, let's get a little into this youth baseball, or as we say in New York, the Ute Baseball League, okay? The Utes, not the youth, the, the Utes Baseball League. And, uh, I mean, you had a great run with this team. They're eight years old and under. And uh, I got to give you a lot of credit because you got to keep the, the, you know, you got to keep the players' attention span. And baseball, we know, can be boring at times. So, uh, I mean, you made a run through the uh, state championship. You beat the uh, Bombers out of Atlanta, 11-5. You beat the Dirt Devils, 10-4. Then you came back and beat Central out of Atlanta, 15-1 in the championship game. You beat them again, 10-4. I mean, you had a great run. You won the city championship. How do you keep these young guys' interest? How how did you do this with these eight and under kids? I mean, because sometimes, you know, it's tough to keep the older kids' attention span. Yeah, well, uh, you know, this team basically started last year with uh, Copy Burnett Dogs Organization. Um, Copy runs a great football program, and uh, he's so busy, he decided uh, this season he was going to step back from baseball. So we took over, and um, I basically had six guys left over from last year's team. And uh, we had a great core. We picked up another six guys, and um, these are just some great kids. And and having the six core kids, uh, most of them played infield for us this year, was key. Um, You know, you just get them out there, you practice a couple times a week, we played something like 38 games when it was all said and done. Um, I mean, it, they just got experience, and you know, you, you, you teach them not to be scared when they uh, when they mess up. You know, don't don't be afraid to make a mistake and uh, move on from there. And, and the kids responded. 
Well, you, you have to give out some uh, credit to your assistants because I know you can't take care of all these little kids by yourself. Or, sorry, these young baseball players by yourself. They're not little kids. They're young baseball players, as we're talking about. So what about your assistant coaches? Who, who else? Yeah, um, Ron Dean was, was pretty much uh, the right-hand man, if you will. He, uh, he has a son on the Sun Devils. Of course, they won a state championship as well. Congratulations to them. Um, they're 10 and under. Um, Rome's helped them coach and, and has been assistant with them as well. He has a son on the team who plays pitcher and shortstop for us. Um, and then you have Stephen Andrews, who's uh, coming from, out from the island. He, he came on with us this year. His son, uh, Landon Andrews, is playing with us. And Stephen's just a great baseball guy as well. Um, and then we got uh, Jeremy Merklinger, who, uh, who runs another team in Savannah, has a 10 and under team. Uh, his son plays second base for us. Uh, Russ Clemens, he's a dentist here uh, in the area, one of our sponsors. He helped out a ton. Um, you name it, and, and they stepped on the field and helped. I mean, we just we had parents that were willing to help out, and uh, most of them, most of them coach other teams in, in the area. Well, Brian, and you know this, you have to have good assistance, and they have to be, believe in your philosophy. Now, with eight and under. Uh, with an eight and under baseball team, what was your philosophy going into this? I mean, was it just to have fun and teach the, the fundamentals, or was your goal, you know, at this young age to win the whole thing? Um, going in with six guys and picking up picking up six new guys, I can't say that winning a state championship was was on the agenda. Um, fundamentals, I, I kept it simple. Um, I don't want them to be afraid to make a mistake. They need to grow up knowing that, that uh, even the pros make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. Don't be afraid. You make a mistake, you know, your next play needs to be a good one. And they responded to it. We, we did simple stuff batting. We did simple stuff in the field. It was nothing fancy. Um, and we just kept it simple. Well, and I th the key right there, and I give you a lot of credit for this, which even when I, even in high school and college levels, when you have kids playing scared because they're going to make an error, because they're going to do something wrong physically, I mean, you can't play the game that way. And that's, that's, that's what it's all about, making the games fun for the kid. And we know baseball can be boring at times. I mean, it's a game that you got to be thinking all the time. And if they make a mistake, you know, a physical mistake, yeah, like they let the ball go through their, uh, you know, I like, I like coaches who say, yeah, How'd you miss that ball? Why'd you let it go through your legs? You think the kid really wanted to do that? I mean, so I give you a lot of credit like that and uh, for that, and that's the right attitude to have. And I know you're the type of guy that has that attitude. Uh, so, you know, once again, great job on that and great job winning the whole thing. Now, of course, it goes to the kids now. They have to buy into what you're doing. You're making it fun for them. Tell us about the kids who stood out. Tell us about the, the kids that, uh, you know, accomplished a lot on your team. Well, um, I had some great ones. That's tough. Um, I tell you, the, the philosophy and, and uh, all that, I, I really got some of that from Danny Britt. And, and we tell the guys before each game exactly what Danny tells the kids at BC. You know, when you, when you step on that field, um, if you make an error during a game, it's my fault. It's on the coaches. I didn't prepare you enough in practice. Um, we'll work on that stuff in practice. You strike out, it's on me. So I put game situations on me as a coach. We go out on the field. Uh, Jake Merklinger is a great example at second base. We're around the Horn tournament out in Richmond Hill. Uh, we're midway through the game. We're up for the one. Maybe five makes an error at second base. Ball goes maybe under his legs, uh, under his glove, whatever. Easy play for him. Um, so I always try to 
get their attention, eye contact. Jake, shake it off, now make a play. And uh, next ball, ground ball right to Jake. He turns a double play at eight and under, um, gets us out of the inning, no big deal. So uh, those are the type of kids that we have on the team. They just step up and make plays, and they're not afraid to do so. Well, I mean, just by looking at, reading on the Facebook page, the Savannah Thunder Facebook page, I mean, this kid Tyler Tift, uh, 8 for 11, scoring six runs, uh, driving in five. I mean, this kid had, had an unbelievable uh, tournament. Caden Tootin, uh, who I haven't seen in a while, last time I seen him, he was crawling on his knees. And with seven RBIs, belted a pair of home runs in a championship game. So, uh, Clay Dean, uh, 10 of 11 uh, at the bat, eight runs scored. And Landon Andrews, 10 of 11. I mean, we got to give these kids some kudos because those are unbelievable numbers, Coach. Well, uh, I look just a little stud. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> this is, they, they got unbelievable swings. They come in. You don't have to coach their swing much. You just kind of let them go. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, if you look at my leadoff spot was uh, Clay Dean. He plays shortstop and pitcher. He probably batted over 700 this year. Um, scored 30-something runs. Uh, Two hole ended up. Uh, Caden started out in the two hole, which is my son. He ended up around somewhere in there. Landon Andrews batted second for me some. He hit over 500. Um, driving in runs, scoring runs. Tyler Tiff batted third. Um, I think he batted over 800. Um, <laughs> Jake Merklinger batted fourth for us. Um, he hit over 800. Him and Tyler were right there. They were 814 and 815, respectively. Uh, and that's because I think they uh, essentially walked Tyler once, so he had a little bit better bat. Uh, we picked up Luke Romanhoek at the end of the year for our last 10 games because we had a five-year-old on our team, um, and he was not eligible to play the state tournament, so that would have put us at 10 players. Um, so we picked them up in case we had injuries and stuff, and he ended up batting over 800 for us in the last 10 games. Wow. Um, you know, Caden, you got Peyton Burnett, um, who played first, probably the best first base in eight and under I've ever seen. And, and you know, I've been with the Sun Devils forever. And, you know, I think you got some great ball players over there. Um, let's see. You know, I've got a nine and ten hole hitter hitting well over five hundred. <laughs> you know, we'll bat all eleven players or all twelve players that, that come to the game. And when you got ten, eleven, and twelve batting over five hundred, uh, the other teams don't have much of a chance. Well, well, Brian. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, I, you guys did a great job. I mean, you got a, you know you got that big championship trophy, and I'm up against the clock here. I know we could talk about another hour about these kids. Uh, once again, you've done a great job. Big congratulations to your team, the Savannah Thunder Eight and Under baseball team, and uh, great parent support, as I could tell by looking at your Facebook. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, anytime you got something special, let me know because you know that's what it's all about. Let's promote the little kids, the youth kids, the uh, the little league kids because they're just as important as the high school kids. Oh yeah, for sure, and I appreciate you having us on. And yeah, you know, we had a great year, and appreciate everything. All right, Brian, have a good one. Tell the family I said hello, and, uh, you know, you got a lovely lady behind you. With your hours, Diana Tootin does a great job keeping that family intact. Yes, sir, I agree with that. Thank you. You, you got it, boss. I'll talk to you. Thanks, Coach Samantha.
Brian Tootin, head coach of the 8 and under Georgia Recreation Parks Association state champions, the Savannah Thunder. Brian is a great guy. He loves athletics. I'm telling you, to be an athletic trainer and, uh, you know, to be a coach, you have to have someone at home helping you out. And I always give kudos out to my wife, Dee, because without her, she kept the family together with my hours. And I know with Brian, Diana Tootin does a great job over there with his family. So the wives have a big part of this, too. So uh, once again, congratulations to the uh, 8 and Thunder uh, baseball programs families uh, great job proud of it next up we got a short break then we'll come back in hour number two and we'll tell you who's on in hour number two when we come back you're listening to the Carl DeMasa Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head AM 1400 104.3 FM give us a call 920-4441 tell us about your favorite team see you after the break And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, and 104.3 FM. Uh, playing uh, PGA golf tours. We also got the Open over there in England, one of the big majors, one of the four majors. So uh, right now joining me and giving us an update on the Open over there in England is the producer of the Call of the Mossy Sports Report down there in Brunswick, Georgia, in the beautiful ESPN studio in the Glen Place Mall, and that's P.J. Zuko. Good morning, P.J. Morning, Carl. How's it going down there in, uh, you know, the Glen area? Oh, everything's good. Everything's good. It's a beautiful morning down here in southeast Georgia. Well, uh, give us an update on the uh, PGA Tour. What's going on in the open across the pond, as they would say? All right. Right now on the leaderboard, Miguel Jimenez is in the lead. Three under Tiger Woods, a big name, tied for second right now at two under. He tees off at 310. Jimenez tees off at 320. Right now, Phil Mickelson, it, Mickelson is playing. He's through five, and he's one under. Uh, but he's uh, overall, he's even right now, tied for tenth. Well, you know, I was listening to the radio on the way in and uh, listening to the people talking about golf. And over there, they're saying in the open, if you play in the morning rounds, you got a chance of getting a better score because in the afternoons, everything changes, the weather changes. So, uh, you know, Tiger Woods is going to have to play great in the, in the afternoon because he never, you know, it seems like the first two rounds lately he's been doing great. But when he gets to Saturday and Sunday, as they were saying on the radio, I mean, he totally loses it. So, you know, Tiger Woods keeps people in their seat. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, he does. It seems like he used to be the closer. He used to be the finisher. And, and nowadays, he is kind of slacking off. I, guess, I, I don't know what it is. He's not doing so well in the final two rounds lately. But I, I've heard a lot about uh, the the field over there in England. Not the field, obviously. Um, the golf course over there in, in England. And there's been a lot of complaints. Supposedly, it's a very slick green. Uh, very, very slick to uh, hit your ball off. And it when it lands it travels pretty far so there's been a lot of guys hitting over hitting too far and to me that kind of makes it fun more fun to watch like because because when you're out there and i know i've been golfing once and i struggled a lot it's kind of good to see to see the pro struggle a little bit i mean they make it so look so easy all the time it it's kind of comforting to see them struggle at least a little bit well you know from what you know 
I've been reading and watching. It said the courses burnt out. There's not a, not, not enough water. Uh, they're trying to water the greens as much as they can. We, you know, the green is where the hole is where they putt. Uh, fairways are burnt out. I mean, so the wind's been playing a big factor. So, but anyway, let's go to the local guys right over here in in, in the states. They're playing at the Sanderson Farms Championship in Madison, Mississippi, at Annandale golf course and we got four local guys there that are trying to make the cut right now will claxton from swainsboro from swainsboro their rounds were suspended yesterday uh he's through 16 holes he's six under he's tied for 30th brian Harmon, he's three under for the day he's at five under he's tied for 38th and mark silvers uh who who uh Made it on Monday, got qualified to play in the tournament on Monday. He's uh, two under, one over for the day, and he's tied for 74th. And then Davis Love the third. He got a chance to finish his second round yesterday. And, uh, no, I'm sorry, he finished this morning. So he's at three under, and he's tied for 57th. And a projected cut is minus three. So right now, Mark Silvers is on the borderline with uh, Davis Love the third. So it's going to be pretty interesting about those guys, you know, in the uh, – Sanders Sanderson Farm Championship out there in Mississippi. Oh yeah, it should be very inter- interesting. Should be a a close uh, couple two rounds to to end out the weekend. It's great, even though we got the the big tournament obviously over there in England. Obviously, g- good to get get some local updates from the guys over here in the states. You got that right. And, you know, we're coming up to the break here. We got a hard break it in uh, about 30 seconds. So remember, hour number two right here on the Call of Demasi Sports Report on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hill and Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. We'll have Frank Silkowski, the big guy. We'll have Michael Herman, uh, Hilton Head Prep alumni quarterback, now with the San Diego Chargers. And I'm going to talk to Greg Mortimer, just graduated from South Sea Johnson. He's signing a scholarship today to play at... South Carolina State. Remember, you're listening to Call Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimorthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 105.3 FM. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for hour number two. Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and Hilton Head, and welcome to hour number two of the Call Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. I'm glad you could join me. Hey, we're talking local sports, and what more do you want on a Saturday morning? And I'm glad you could join me. It's a little cloudy out there. It's 77 degrees. It's going up to 86. We've got a lot of rain coming in. So get out there right now before the rain comes in and get out there and do something. Play some tennis. Play some golf. Get out there and uh, get in the yard. Throw a little Frisbee around. Let's do some sports. Let's get, get, let's get involved here. And uh, you can get involved 
in a lot of things in Savannah, Georgia. I'll go to the scoreboard quick. The Braves won 6-4. Sandnats were rained out. Golf, we got uh, you know a bunch of people uh, in the open up at the leaderboard. Our guys out at the uh, Sanderson Farm. Uh, the Sanderson's, the Sanderson Farms Championship, uh, we got right now Will Claxton's tied for 30th at 6 under, Brian Harmon's tied for 37th at 5 under, uh, Davis Love the third is the, Brian Harmon from Savannah, Davis Love down there by the Glen County area, C, C, uh, what is it, Sea Island, uh, he's at 3 under, and uh, Mark Silvers right here from Savannah, Georgia, he's at 2 under on the 11th hole, that round was suspended yesterday, so they got to finish that up, but we got to, you know, I want to I get on to the camps, usually summer camps, we have a lot going on at the beginning of the summer. As kids get out of school, they go into camps, football, basketball, whatever it may be, soccer. Well, now we got a bunch of camps at the end of the year, and uh, this guy's all over the place, and he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah Hillhead AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. Is the big guy from WJCL, Frank Silkowski. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Coach. What is going on? It is a busy time, that's for sure. Uh you know, here we are, just uh, just weeks away from starting uh, you know, fall sports practices for the high school level. Football season coming right around. You get the cross country and got all kind of stuff getting ready to geared up. But there are still plenty of chances for kids to go out there and uh, perfect some skills, maybe work on, polish up on some things before uh, before the school year starts and the sports season starts. Tell you that. I'm Frank. I've, I've, this is the first time I ever noticed this. That you know, we got D1 Savannah putting on a soccer camp today. Last week they had baseball, softball. Next week they got football. We got BC and Calvary doing youth, youth football camps. We got Johnson holding a basketball camp. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I've got anybody else. I do apologize, but I've never seen so many camps going on right before school starts. Have you? No, no, I haven't. I mean, and if you really look across the board all summer long, there's been a good mix. I mean, you look over at Georgia Southern and you look at Savannah State and you look at Armstrong Atlantic. They've all put on uh, different camps. Uh, you know, Armstrong with a, with a big uh, showing for some of their soccer camps they've had out there. Of course, Georgia. The volleyball camp. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and, and we got to remember, you talk about Georgia Southern football uh, coming up uh, later on this week, uh, Friday, that the Little Eagles camp going on right here in Savannah. Uh, Georgia Southern coach and staff and the Eagles going to soar into Daffin Park to put on that Little Eagles football camp. So expecting a big turnout there and a fun camp there. I mean, you're talking about Georgia Southern. Those guys are gearing up to, to report to, to, to camp and get ready to play their last year in uh, the 1AA football. So. Uh, a chance to learn how to soar with the Eagles. You, you, you touched on it this week. Uh, Benedictine and Calvary Day holding uh, youth football camps, and you're talking about a, a, like a Benedictine with with Danny Britt and, and what's been done there at DC for the cadets. Uh, a very good camp going on there. Uh, you know, I, I had a chance to go out to a camp. Uh, yesterday is being held at Johnson High School, and it's called uh, the Tigers Will Camp. And it's not every day you have a camp that's being run by a former NBA All-Star, uh, but you have Jason Williams. Uh, he's there running that camp, and actually today, uh, his buddy, uh, another NBA, former NBA All-Pro, coming in to help, and that's uh, Charles Oakley coming into town to help out with that camp, and that camp goes through Sunday at Johnson High School. I had a good chance to catch out with my, 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 my man, Ty Randolph, 
He's in for his uh, Playmakers camp that he's had, his annual Playmakers camp out in Fuller. Uh, that was last started last night, runs through today. Uh, you know, you're talking about a former Harlem Globetrotter and a guy who, who just accepted a job with the Philadelphia 76ers uh, to work in player development there. And, of course, he's had a lot of contact and uh, a lot of personal uh, you know contact with Kwame Brown as he continues to, to get over some injuries and play at the highest level. And you touched on it, D1. I mean, those guys, uh, you know, we, we know what they do all during the year for the training, and they've kind of parlayed it into some pretty quality sports camps this summer as well. I mean, Jason Williams, uh, you just touched on it, St. John's University and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Charles Oakley playing for the New York Knicks. These are, these are guys that, I, you know, I watched until I moved down here. And, uh, you know, Jason Williams, I got to give him a lot of credit. He's had a lot of misfortunes lately and uh, spent two years in jail. But, you know, giving back, telling the kids, you know, you got to watch out because people are after you and they want you to be their friends, even though there are other, you know, arterially... Um, What's the word? Alternative motives. And, uh, I mean, just talking to kids about how they have to do the right thing. It, it, it takes a man to come back there to admit his mistakes. And I'm glad, I hope these kids are listening to him. I tell you what, I had a chance to talk with him, and actually, it was it was pretty uh, pretty wild. Uh, I showed up to the camp yesterday, and I'm shooting, and, and out of the corner of his eye, he's on the court with some of the kids. He comes running up and gives me a hug and says, "Big Frank, I watch you whenever I'm down here in the area." And of course, he you know he, he had a house over in Boston, and, and his, he has family who who lived in South Carolina. He was you know spent part of his childhood yep. up in Walterboro, South Carolina, and uh, you know he currently has family living up in the pool area so uh, you know it's kind of humbling when you got a guy who played in the NBA do that but but yeah and we talked uh, we talked for, for, for several minutes yesterday about you know uh, his past and, and how you know he had a rough patch there and 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 alcohol really came into play and, and you know uh, you know you, you go do over two and a half years in prison including a stint at Rikers which is uh, uh, that yeah, that's a pretty tough place, and it quickly humbles a man. But I tell you what, I, I, he'll be the first to tell you he was young. He made some mistakes that, that he you know he, he pays for each and every day what he's doing. And, and I think that's the, the special message there, too, is, yes, he's teaching the jump shots. Yes, he's teaching how to dribble and, and, and some of the things that make you a better basketball player. But he's really stressing uh, making the kids better people and, and to, you know, to make and to avoid going down the path that he took several years ago. And, and the guy has really uh, turned things around. And, uh, and it was pretty cool to watch him interact with the kids. And, and, and he really, you know, he's, he's about giving back now and trying to teach. And, and uh, I think that says a, says a lot for the, for the guy and, and what he's uh, doing. I mean, it's great. It's really great. And uh, all right, big guy, we got the two-minute drill here. And I got to ask your opinion about this next kid that I got coming on, kid. He's no longer a kid. Coming on my show, he's waiting in the wings. He's waiting to get on the hotline or the hot seat like you're on. So you got two minutes. Uh, Michael Herman from Hilton Head Prep went to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, Division Three, and now he's on the San Diego Chargers roster. I mean, he's got to make the 53-man roster, but, I mean, unbelievable story. I, I didn't know about it until our good buddy Mark Sussman told me about it from Memorial Day School. I mean, I, I mean, I watched the kid play, and you watched the kid play. What a great story, isn't it? You're not drafted. Division Three. you've thrown for 7,000 yards in your college career, 50-something touchdown passes. I mean, great story, Frank, and he's right from a Across the uh, bridge there in Hillhead. Well, yeah, he actually, you know, played at Memorial Day School for a while, then transferred over to Hilton Head Prep. 
and he's a big quarterback, a tall quarterback. And I remember watching him as he helped guide Hilton Head Prep uh, several years ago to a state championship. And you knew he was he was a pretty good athlete. You knew, uh, you know, that that he uh, he had some skills that that a lot of quarterbacks, you know, and at the high school level don't have. Uh, now, when you looked at him, you, you you wouldn't think, okay, someday he'll be in the NFL. But it's kind of hard because you know. It, it's so hard to get to, to to that level to the NFL, but yeah, he went off and and played at a smaller school, but did really well and, and set records and really you know put himself on the map. And here he is going off to to play for the Chargers and you know and get ready to go to training camp and and you know and got a real shot there to to really perform and, and just getting to this level is such a huge accomplishment. Uh, you know, now it's just a matter of uh, finding your spot, but he's there, and he's he, you know, it's on the he, he's he's giving an opportunity to fulfill the dream of uh, pretty much everybody who plays football, and that's making it to the NFL. And he's about to go to a training camp and, and you know play for the for the chance to to have that as full time employment. And, and you know, we couldn't be prouder of him. He's he's done a great job with a good kid, and uh, and you know all that hard work. You know, for everybody out there who who you know says what. Why am I getting up at 6 a.m. to go, you know, to study hall and lift weights? And why do I have to practice until 7 o'clock? And it's a, this is why, you know, you get a chance like like, like Mr. Herman is uh, going off to training camp. Perfect example. Perfect example. Uh, Frank, well, I got it before I... Uh Thank you. Uh, he makes us look small, Frank. He's six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's playing quarterback. So uh, we got another big guy that you know is going to be around, uh, hopefully making that team out there in San Diego. Well, always great, Frank. Always for the uh, great updates. I know you got a little break here today before uh, you hit the uh, hit the running path tomorrow again because uh, you know. July, well, I'll hit the running path on Monday, July 25th. That's Wednesday. Uh, Thursday starts the uh, kickoff for uh, high school football. Keep up the great work, and I'll be talking to you. And uh, once again, I appreciate it. No problem. We'll talk to you after a while. Well, make sure you uh, you know get some uh, little sleep there, buddy, because you're not going to sleep much in the next couple of months. Oh no, I'm getting ready to actually head out the door. Stephanie, uh, Stephanie has, has, has gone off to Disney World herself, and uh, she's vacationing <laughs> with her family. So I got the weekend shift. So join me tonight on WTGS Fox News at ten, and we'll do it again at WJCL News at eleven. You got it, big guy. Thanks, I appreciate it. All right, guys. Once again, Frank Slikowski, the big guy on WJCL and WTGS. Sports. Uh, this man knows what's going on as far as local sports in Savannah. I mean, he, I mean, he's all over the place. So, well, next up, we were talking about him, Michael Herman, six foot five, two hundred fifty pound quarterback for the San Diego Chargers. Now, way back when he played at Hilton Head Prep and then at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute (RPI) as we call it, Division three school, going to play in the NFL, not drafted. What a story! Like Frank said. The hard work does pay off if you're listening. You're listening to the Carl Demasi Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they have 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. Full service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. Remember, they're doctor-led, but they're patient-focused. You can uh, locate the center at 210 East Rand Avenue, right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, or on the World Wide Web at www. 
OrthoCenterSAV.com. Well, next up, we're going to be talking a little football with Michael Herman going out to the San Diego Chargers. Played his high school football at Hilton Head Prep uh, and went to RPI, Division Three School in New York. And now he's going to be playing for the San Diego Chargers. You're listening to the Call of the Master Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics. We'll be right back. And remember, it's on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400 at 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me. You're listening to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And remember, we're here every Saturday from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. just talking about local sports. And uh, this segment is always special because we get to talk to the guys, the girls that have been making a splash in the sports scene, whether they're here in Savannah, Georgia, whether they're over in Hilton Head, Richmond Hill, wherever they may be, Effingham County. I mean, it, it's such... it. it it's so enjoyable to see these people or these young guys, young girls get to the next level. And this summer, we've been highlighting college kids. And, uh, I mean, this one's gone under the radar because it wasn't for my good buddy Mark Sussman over at Memorial Day School. I would have missed this. I, get to, I got to watch this young guy play over at Hilton Head Prep. Um, he was he was a standout back then. He he probably was about six foot three back then, about two twenty. He's six foot five now. He's two fifty. I mean, he's he's a perfect size NFL quarterback. Yes, this kid's going to be playing in the NFL for the San Diego Chargers. He went to Hilton Head Prep, won a state title in football, played basketball, baseball. He went on to college to uh, RPI Rensselaer Polytech Institute, Division three school. I mean, just looking at his numbers at, at, in college. I mean, he ran for twenty nine touchdowns. He threw for 57 touchdowns, threw for over 7,000 yards, ran for almost 2,000 yards, and he did it with four different coaches in four different seasons. I mean, he was a standout player in high school. He was the South Carolina Independent Schools Association Player of the Year. Just phenomenal. He uh, got invited to the Oakland Raiders uh, uh, camp. Uh, not drafted, and wound up signing a contract with the San Diego Chargers, and he was at their OTA, organization training uh, activities, other than minicamp. But I'm telling you, I'm excited about talking to him. I hope you are, too. He's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton at AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. And that's Michael Herman from Hilton at Prep, RPI, and now... Got a shot at the San Diego Chargers and the NFL as one of the quarterbacks. And if you didn't know it, there's only four quarterbacks in camp. He's one of them, so his chances increase. Hey, Mike, good morning. Sorry I had to get you out of bed, but I'm excited about this. I guess you're more excited than me. Yeah, yeah. How are, how are you doing? It's good to be on. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's great to have a local guy here, and I, you know, I watched you play in high school. And uh, tell everybody about Michael Herman. I mean, I mean, you graduated four years ago. Uh, people probably forgot about you. Tell us about you know your Hilton Head experience, and then going out there to, or going up there to New York to play at RPI, and then uh, getting this opportunity with San Diego Chargers. Tell us when did this all start? Yeah, you know, um, I, I spent my sophomore year in Savannah, Georgia, with Mark Sussman. Um, you know, Memorial Day School has gone through a little rebuilding phase. And, you know, like we, we, we just came off an 0 12 season there at Memorial Day School. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't, I don't think at the time it was a great fit for me, um, you know, to, to remain, remain there. You know, me and Mark kept in touch and we, um, 
you know, still had a tremendous relationship together. It was just in my best interest. I felt like I had to um, leave Memorial Day School, unfortunately. So, you know, my junior, senior year, I spent out and helped head up. Um, you know, I, uh, we made it to the semifinals my junior year, and then at the end of my senior year, we won the championship, fortunately. So, you know, that, that was, I think, the best decision I made, um, you know, throughout my high school. Uh, career was to leave Memorial Day School, unfortunately, and, and you know, obviously they're they're back on top. You know, they're winning state championships every year. So, and you know, a ton of credit goes to Mark Sussman for you know being able to do that with that program. But you know, so I I spent my junior senior year at Hillnet Prep. Um, you know, we don't I, I don't feel like Giza League gets enough attention as it should. Um, you know, Prep personally had. A, a ton of tremendous athletes come through the school and I think the best school that any of them went to was like Dartmouth you know so I mean Dartmouth is a great school it's a division I think 1AA Ivy League school um, football so that's that's really a something. it's just someone like me for example I mean I was 6'4 you know 200 pounds coming out of high school and I put up all these great numbers, but I just never got attention or exposure that I thought I would. So, you know, unfortunately, I, I didn't have too many options coming out of high school. So I chose to attend, you know, RPI, um, you know, coming out of high school. And, you know, it wasn't a bad decision on my part at all. And obviously, I'm in the NFL now. Um, so, you know, going through that, that process, I, everyone was telling me that, you know, sometimes it's almost better to be a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think, I think it worked out for the best. And you know, I can't complain. I mean, I'm an NFL quarterback right now, so I'm the happiest guy in the world. No, nah, that's not a bad deal Bad deal at all. I mean, we can talk about Walter Payton going to a small school. We can talk to uh, Jerry Rice going to a small school. Uh, I mean, uh, Tony Romo coming out of a small school. Uh, uh, I can remember Phil Sims coming out of a school called Moorhead State somewhere in Kentucky. I never even heard of. So, you know, the NFL, if you you got the quality, the NFL will find you somewhere. And, you know, you did a good job up there at RPI. I mean, those are some numbers. So you are on somebody's radar. Now, when you got the call from the Oakland Raiders, uh, how, did you, how did you feel about that? Were you surprised? Shocked? I mean, how did, how did that work out? Yeah, um, you know, I, was a, I don't, I don't want to say I was extremely disappointed. I mean, I knew it was going to take a lot for me to be drafted as it was. So, you know, when I wasn't drafted, um, I just kind of sat by the phone. Um, my agent was working hard, and within 15 minutes, the Oakland Raiders got in contact with my agent and offered me a, a tryout position or spot, basically. Um, and it, did you go to Oakland, or did you just wind up? And how did that work out? And then San Diego signed, signed you with a free agent contract. How did that work out? Yeah, well, when Oakland offered me the contract, it was definitely a relief. I was just like, I was very relieved and excited about the opportunity. With it, and then the very next day, um, so we agreed on the Oakland offer. And then the very next day, my agent calls and says that San Diego Chargers are off a three-year contract and um, they want to sign you. And I said, absolutely. This, I, that was my dream come true then. I mean, going through the whole process, I was leaning on San Diego a lot. And I thought it would be a great opportunity. They only had two 
um, active quarterbacks on the roster at the time, so I knew that yep. you know if they brought me in, I could definitely fight and compete for you know a spot on a 53-man roster. So you know it's definitely a relief and the weight off my shoulder when I got the contract from the San Diego Chargers. I mean, I mean, you got you got Philip Rivers, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You got Charlie Whitehurst, who's been a uh, traveling uh, quarterback who's helped out a lot. You got the guy coming out of Utah State, Brad Sorensen. But I mean, some of the comments that they've been making on the internet about you having a, a better throwing motion, uh, a pure passing than Philip Rivers is pretty pretty impressive. And uh, you don't have a bad quarterback coach over there in Frank Rick. People, not many people remember that he was pretty decent up there with the Buffalo Bills. So, uh, what's the experience been like now with the Chargers? You went there to OT. And now you're, you're going for camp. Uh, what's it like there out there in San Diego with the Charges? Yeah, the, at first it was overwhelming. You know, I was obviously starstruck. Um, you know, we don't get too many celebrities out of the D3 program. So it was cool to be around, you know, Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates and even the Manti Teos. I mean, that was pretty cool um, when I first initially got out there. But, you know, everything's different for me. Um, you know, whether it's the equipment or if it's the uh, the food even I mean it's just a whole new world a whole new experience but no none of that has really affected me um, physically I, I belong I, I feel like I can compete at the highest level with these guys it's just a mental th- mental thing right now um, yeah I, I've been telling everyone's asked what's the biggest difference and I explained to them I said you know in the D3 level and maybe seven seconds to process the play get the ball out by my receivers at NFL level you got that you just gotta you have to be able to process all this immediately and you know like I'm kind of struggling in that that regard right now and you know it's not I can't handle obviously it's just gonna take some time and so once I'm able to accomplish those little ins and outs of the game I'll be able to play at full speed at a high level well, Michael, it's pretty impressive. Like you said, you've gone under everybody's radar and to be compared or have a better. Um, someone made a better uh, statement about you and uh, your throwing motion versus Philip Rivers, and we know Philip Rivers has been uh, one of the standout quarterbacks. It's pretty impressive. Now, uh, now to make the fifty-three man squad, I mean, you got a lot of work cut out for you. Like you said, from what I had, I can't tell you the experience, but from talking to some of the guys that played in the NFL that are around here in Savannah, Georgia, the speed's the difference, and you know, you got your work cut out for you. Overall. Give us the experience. Uh, what do we expect to see? And uh, we'll go from there. What do we expect from the, to see from Mike, Michael uh, Herman coming up the next couple of weeks? Well, I'm going to have to work my tail off. It's still going to be an uphill battle um, you know, to make the 53-man roster. But it's like I said earlier, it's nothing I can't handle. Um, you know, we got – I think we have two weeks until uh, – until our first preseason game against Seattle at home. Um, and then I believe they start making cuts from there. So, um, you know, from this point on, it's just going to be two days. It's going to be a steady grind. Um, you know, I still got a lot to prove. But I'm excited for the opportunity. I'm excited to get out there, put the pads on, and, you know, try to make, try to, try to prove that I belong at, at this level with these guys. So. You know, I'm excited for this opportunity right now, and I'm excited to get back out to California and get, get back to work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm ready for this. And, and uh, when, when's the first preseason game? What was the date against Seattle? I'm sorry? The, uh, the first preseason game for the Chargers against Seattle. What was that date again? Um, I believe August uh, 14th, I believe. 
So you'll, you'll have a shot of playing in that game, right? Because they won't make any decisions till the end of spring training. So uh, that's something to look forward to. And uh, once again, uh, keep up the great work. Work hard. You've gotten there. Now it's in your reach. Go for it. And I'll be making sure that I can find a place where I can watch that August 14th game because, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun watching a kid that I watched grow up. And uh, I saw you play against a couple teams that are here in the area. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, you've, you've gone through uh, a couple of different detours, but you, you've gotten there. Keep it up and uh, best of luck, buddy. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, just keep us in touch. Make sure Sussman doesn't forget to call me and let me know what's going on. And we'll uh, we'll keep everybody here in the Savannah Hilton Head area uh, on top of what's going on. And uh, once again, knock them dead. Good luck. And uh, once again, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Michael Herman. Uh, for South Carolina Independent School Association Player of the Year, state champion in football, uh, then goes on to play at RPI. Outstanding career, like I said, 7,000 yards passing, 2,000 yards rushing, over 80-something touchdowns. I think the NFL knew about this kid. You know what? He's the perfect size for an NFL quarterback. Six foot five, 250, and he, he's being compared to having a better throwing motion than Phillip Rivers. I mean, what more do you want? So I wish him the best of luck, and uh, once again, out to my uh, good friend Mark Sussman for uh, giving me the heads up on Michael Herman. Next up, we're going to be talking to another guy that just made an impact. He uh, was one of the stars on Sal C. Johnson's state championship team. He was one of the starters, and that's Greg Mortimer. He's going to tell us about signing with South Carolina State. Remember, this is, cannot be possible without my sponsors, and the biggest sponsor of this segment is Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. Remember, if your back hurts, another body part hurts all the time, it makes you mad. The pain drives you crazy. You just want to pick up something if you can, and throw it across the room. Well, at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care and pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and, of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, located at the corner of 70th Avenue Waters, right here in Savannah, Georgia, and he'll help you with all your body, back problems, whatever you have. He'll get you moving <laughs> easy. Next up, South C. Johnson, grad a South Carolina State basketball player, Greg Mortimer. You're listening to the Call of the Master Sports Report, brought to you by Optimotopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimorthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me. I'm here every Saturday morning from 9 until 11 a.m. on the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimorthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400. And 104.3 FM. And remember, Optimo Orthopedics is doctor-led and patient-focused. Well, we're coming up to the end of the show here, and I got one more guest. And uh, I like talking, like I said, to the local athletes who are uh, doing good, who are making big accomplishments, and they're making Savannah and Hilton Head area proud. Uh, FEM County, Richmond Hill, uh, wherever you may be listening. And if you got someone that you think deserves to be on my show, and I think anybody that... You nominate, I am willing to interview, and that's uh, just give me a call at 912-507-9158. Email me at uh, kdemasi at hotmail.com. Message me at Facebook, the Call Demasi Sports Report. Tweet me at KD Sports Report. I want to get the good kids on here. I want to let people know, you know... What they're doing, whether they're in the youth league or whether they're in college, whether they're a professional, let's hear about it. 
Let's tell everybody what's going on here in Savannah, Georgia. And I got a quick update uh, from the uh, Sanderson Farms Championship. Will Claxton finished around at one under, so he's seven under. He's tied for 25th. Brian Harmon finished out. He shot four under today. He moved up to sixth under for the tournament, and he's up to 31st. He's tied for 31st. Davis Love the third out of Sea Island. Local guy, he's uh, tied for 83rd. The cut line. Summerhays is 13 under, and Mark Silvers is on the 13th hole. He's one over for the day. He's two under for the tournament. He's got to pull some birdies off here to make the cut. Let's go, Mark. Pull it off for us. Well, this next guy, one of the standout basketball players in Savannah for the last four years. He played on Saucy Johnson's championship basketball team. He played point guard. I mean, just a steady guy. 10.2 points a game, 4.1 rebounds, almost four assists a game. And, uh, you know, he was the reason why... Saucy Johnson won the state championship this year, and uh, just a great kid, and uh, he's signing a scholarship today to go play at South Carolina State in the MEAC, so he'll be facing one of his buddies, Shadiq Muhammad, who signed with Savannah State, so they'll be knocking heads twice a year. Then we got Tim Corman going to LSU. Joining me now on the ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton at AM 1400, 104.3 hotline, is former Saucy Johnson point guard, now Savannah, now, now South Carolina State basketball player Greg Mortimer. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a lot of fun watching you grow up, play some hoops here in Savannah, Georgia. And I know basketball has been special to you. And now the day is going to find finally pay off where you're going to play Division One basketball at South Carolina State. Congratulations, guy. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you know, if you don't know Greg, Greg is a very quiet guy. You wouldn't recognize him on the court. He's not, you know, the standout guy, but he's the guy that's got to make the things happen. He's the, uh, the, the coach on the court, as I would call him. And uh, UTEF Gordon had some great comments in the paper today. You want to read about him, get the Savannah Morning News, uh, go to the sports section on the bottom fold. Great article again by Dennis Knight, our local prep uh, sports reporter. Does a great job, and you can find all about Greg and uh, what he's done. But, I mean, when your coach, when your coach says you're asleep, uh, people would key on Tim Korneman or Shadiq Muhammad, but you know you you were the guy that you know I felt was the biggest part of that whole team, and you've done a great job. When did you realize that basketball was something you loved and you want to do in college? When did you start playing basketball, Greg? I started playing when I was about five. I was playing with the YMCA league, and as I got older, I just started loving the game, and I started practicing and just playing more and trying to go to a lot of camps and compete just to get better. Well, you said you love the game, you like the game. What do you like most about basketball, though? I mean, because you're a scorer, you're a rebounder, you're a, you, you dish the ball off, you get the assist. I mean, you play defense. Well, what do you like most about playing basketball? Um, I like like breaking down the defense and dishing the ball off to one of my bigs or one of my guards, and then they like just dump the ball. Like, I guess I just like making plays. You like making it happen. I mean, that's what you got to have out of your point guard. I mean, you got to make it happen. I know we heard so much about Tim Corneman, and we heard so much about, uh, you know, Shadiq Muhammad, and uh, you went under our, the radar, like Coach said. But I know coaching against you. We also had to worry about you, and then you had Rico Bonds, and you had other guys on the team. It wasn't just Tim Corneman and, and Shadiq Muhammad, even though they are great basketball players. Now, as far as Greg goes, okay, you like dishing the ball off. What do you feel is your best skill? Is it ball handling? Is it shooting? Is it playing defense? What's your best skill? Ball handling by far. No, you can use your left and right hand. You're going to go pretty far, and that's what you're going to do today. You're going to be signing a Division One scholarship to play at South Carolina State. So you got to make people be able to defend you, and you know you could break their ankles dribbling. You've done a good job, and I've seen you do that a lot, right? 
Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. All right, you, you know, you're going to be humble about it, and that's the way to be. Now, you're at the Division One level now. You go into a MEAC team. You're going to play against uh, Savannah State and uh, Shadiq Muhammad. But what was the re routine that you used to make you a better basketball player, Greg? I just tried to go in with the mindset to just work hard every day, like every time I went inside the gym, and just to be creative and work on the, my weaknesses and turn them into strengths. Like every time I went in the gym, and I used to go in the gym with me, my friend or my dad used to rebound for me, my mom, and just preparation every day. Yeah. I can remember you playing as that skinny skinny guard out front with uh, my son Dom, and you did a great job back then, but uh, you've grown to be a better player now. Each one of us has a goal. Was there a personal goal for you this season? Like, what did you want to do for Greg Mortimer? I'm Carl Damasi. Uh, you're listening to Carl Damasi Sports Report. I'm talking to Greg Mortimer, who's going to sign a Division One scholarship today with South Carolina State. What, what, did you, what personal goals did you have for you this year going into your senior year? Um, one of my personal goals was to just be one of the best point guards in Savannah and just the best team player I could be to help my team win state. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm my biggest goal, just to be one of the standout players who was, was on a team that won state. Wow. You got as being one of the standout players, so you reached that level, and also then you were honorable mentioned by the Georgia Sports Writers Association. Like I said, great stuff in the Savannah Morning News. There's an article uh, by Dennis Knight about Greg starting today, Johnson High, uh, Mortimer to sign with Savannah State, so uh, pretty impressive. Now, what was the feeling, though? When did you know that your team had a good shot at winning a whole championship? Um, I know we had a good shot at the end of the season when we lost region tournament to Savannah High. That, that, that was kind of a turning point for our whole our whole team. We just like stopped and we realized like even though we lost, we still can win because we like, we, I just see how we all came together as one, like a unit. And we just started working hard. I knew like after the first game we played Rock Mart in the first round, like nobody could beat us after that. Well, you wrapped up your senior year with a great championship, and like you said, you guys knew you had a good shot, and, it's, and you know it's too bad you had to get play against a lot of your friends over there at Savannah High to bring home the trophy, but you did it. Playing high school basketball, what did it, what what did, what did that mean to you? Playing high school basketball, at Johnson. What did high school basketball mean to uh, Greg Mortimer? I mean, it meant a lot playing at Johnson. It was it was very fun, very competitive. I mean. We had to push each other, and we got into it. I love playing at Johnson. I wouldn't, if I could choose any other school, I'd pick Johnson to play high school basketball. For to be at it and playing was. Well, you you made Johnson proud. You did, you know, yeah, you had a great career there and a great place to play. Now you're going to South Carolina State. So what are you going to be expecting to do at South Carolina State? Um, I'm expecting to go on with the mindset to try to start because uh, my head coach told me uh, the spots are open. But, I mean, I know I'm still coming out of high school and uh, some other guys that are there have been, like, already at the program. But I'm willing to work. I just want to put in the work to get better to make a big impact at my school next year. That's pretty impressive when the head coach says you come in and start right away. So you, you got something to look forward to. And uh, I'm talking to Greg Mortimer, uh, starting point guard at South Sea Johnson's championship basketball team. Now he's signing a college scholarship 
today to play at South Carolina State against uh, in the MIAC conference. How do you feel that you're going to go up against your buddy uh, Shadiq Muhammad? I mean, it's got to be pretty. Uh, it's going to be pretty pretty intense, eh? Yeah, me me and Shadiq, we talked about it a couple times. He he thinks they're going to beat us, but I mean, I told him we're going to see. I'm not, not going to try to talk to you trash, but I told him <laughs> we're friends. We're, we're friends out the court, but on the court is business. No, it's just like when you took on Savannah High. A lot of friends over there. When you get on the court, it's business, and you both, every, both, everybody on every team wants to win. So, as far as what do you plan on majoring in at South Carolina State? You have any idea? Or you're undecided. Yeah, I'm majoring in physical education. Oh, so you're gonna come back and be a coach and give give up some uh, of that uh, advice to young kids, eh? Yes, sir. And what time's the signing today, Greg? Um, Three p.m. at Johnson High School. So if you want to check out Greg Mortimer, South C. Johnson starting point guard, now starting South Carolina State. It's going to be 3 o'clock at Johnson High School. Hey, Greg, great great career. I enjoyed watching you play, and I know you're going to have a lot of success on the next level. And uh, when you're at Savannah State, I'm going to be there to watch you take on your buddy. And uh, make, sure you, make sure you show him how to play and uh, you show him your handles, because I know he's going to have a tough time guarding you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Congratulations, Greg. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to following you at the next level. Thank you. Thanks for You're having welcome. the show. You're welcome for being on the show. That's Greg Mortimer. He was the starting point guard at South C. Johnson. Remember, they, they won the state championship. They have now three Division One signees leaving that team. Tim Quarterman going to LSU. Shadiq Muhammad staying right here at home at Savannah State. And now Greg Mortimer taking his talent up to South Carolina State. Well, next up, we're going to wrap up the show, and uh, we'll talk about what's going on uh, at the Open and, and at the Sanderson, Sanderson Farms Championship in Mississippi going on right now. Remember, you're listening to the Call Demasi Sports Report, and without my sponsor, this show wouldn't happen either. Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies. I mean, you're a parent, you're a coach, you're a local organization, you need uniforms, you need cleats, you need sports-specific shoes, you need trophies, medals, plaques to... You know, give to your players or award your employees or give to your employees for great jobs or whatever accomplishments they've achieved. Well, you can find all your sporting goods and trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies located at 5 Oglethorpe Mall Annex right here behind the Oglethorpe Mall in Savannah, Georgia. Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies is a Savannah family-owned business. They've been in business for over 40 years. So remember, stop by and get some great help. From Russell, Rusty, Mike, and Janet, Russell Sporting and Trophies, and they will help you with all your sporting goods and trophy needs. Next up, we'll wrap it up. Stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Call the Master Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hillhead, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad that you're joining me here today or listening to me today. Uh, the Carl DeMasi Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton at AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Got to run through this quick. Got to thank my guest, Wilmington Island Park Pools head coach, Townley Smith, uh, t- talking about the 47th annual Savannah City Swim League to wrap up the Savannah Swim League and the Wilmington Island Park Pool Barracudas being our, were crowned the champions last weekend. And then, of course, the Brian Tootin, the head coach of the 8 and under Park Association Championship Baseball Team, the Savannah of Thunder, then big guy Frank Slikowski talking about the local camps going on, and then Hilton Head Preps, 
standout quarterback way back when, way back when, four years ago, went on to RPI, had a great a college career, now has got a shot at being part of the San Diego Chargers. Uh, he's got to make the 53-man 53 53 roster. That's uh, Michael Her Herman. And then, of course, uh, Greg Mortimer from South Sea Johnson will be signing a scholarship today to go play at South Carolina State. Uh, PJ, my uh, producer PJ down here in Brunswick, you got an update on the Open? Oh, yeah, I got one right here. Tiger Woods, it looks like it has moved up. I just uh, I just refreshed it. Tiger Woods moved up to the top spot here. Uh, Miguel Jimenez is now two under, and he is tied for second right now. Phil Mickelson still tied for eighth, even uh, overall. So so Tiger Woods moves up as Miguel Jimenez has uh, not shot very well today. He he's one over right now. So uh, Tiger Woods at the top of your leaderboard. Yeah, you know, it's moving day. Saturday's moving day on PGA Tour events, and uh, we got the Open over there in England. Uh, you got to love it. Tiger Woods now is going to have a lot of people uh, paying a lot of close attention to that uh, PGA tournament. Uh, over here on stateside at the Sanderson Farms Championship in Mississippi, uh, like I said, Will Claxton finished out the second round. He was uh, play was suspended yesterday. He shot a one-under. He's got seven-under. He's tied for 25th. Brian Harmon shot four-under. He's at six-under. He's tied for 31st. Davis Love the third out of Sea Island. Uh, he's at uh, three under. He's shot two under yesterday. He got to finish his round. He's at tied for 61st. And local guy again, Mark Silvers, hanging in there. He's at one, one over for the day. He's two under for the tournament. He's got to make the cut at three under. Well, it went quick, PJ. Great job again. Thank you, you too. See you in two weeks. Remember, I'll, I'll be out next week, so I'll see you in two it weeks. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your week off. Uh, have fun on your trip. And once again, show's over. Goes really quick. Enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. You're listening to the Call of the Mousy Sports Report every Saturday morning here from 9 to 11 right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah Hill, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3.